Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another NFL week is complete, which means it's another week to freak out about your favorite team. Which takes are truly crazy. But sometimes a game can be so bad, it's almost good. You know what I'm saying? And which are so crazy, they might be right. He's 6'5", he's 245 pounds. He's probably a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. Zach lets you know in this week's edition of Overreaction or Proper Reaction. All righty, Hickster, what do we got? Let's go back to last night, Zach. Monday night football was the worst case scenario for the Cleveland Browns. Nick Chubb got I was going to say for us fans. Well, that too. There was no offense in either of those games. It was a doubleheader filled with slop in both games. But for the Browns, at least, you lose Nick Chubb to, unfortunately, a season-ending injury that was really bad to his knee. Deshaun Watson played like crap, and you lose to the Steelers. Overreaction or proper reaction? Now sitting at 1-1. and Without Nick Chubb, the Browns' season is over. So here's why I'm, I'm going to say that's actually a proper reaction. Sure, the schedule is not impossible, and the Browns have a lot of talent. But I'm looking back at that game last night, and when I'm watching it unfold, I I used to think Deshaun Watson was a great quarterback. And I know with everything that happened off the field, you can't really believe in the person, and you shouldn't believe in the person, Deshaun Watson. But the Browns looked past all the allegations, and they said, he's cleared to play football. Serve a suspension, we're going to pay him $230 million. And so far, with him now coming back, all right, six games last year, how could you really judge? But these first two games, he's been horrible. He's just been, I know they're one and one but he's been flat out horrible. And now you take away, arguably, their most valuable player, their best offensive player, Nick Chubb, who's done for the season with this horrible leg injury, which was so scary last night to see what happened. I just don't trust and believe that Deshaun Watson is going to be great the rest of the season. And I believe that it's going to take too long for Deshaun Watson to get going. And it may be already too late for the success of the Cleveland Browns this year. So I'm not optimistic about the Browns the rest of the way. In the other Monday night game, a real snooze fest. Panthers lose to the Saints. And the offense for Carolina did not look very good. Bryce Young struggled again. Now three turnovers in his first two games. Not pushing the ball down the field whatsoever. It's It's been bad enough for Frank Reich after the game yesterday. Basically, I had to say this is not Bryce Young's fault or all, at least, Bryce Young's hmm. fault. 
So it's still early. We'll ask you this. After two games, overreaction or proper reaction, you're starting to think Bryce Young is a bust. Are we really asking that right now? It's you're... never too early for a little overreaction. Well, it is an overreaction. Because I said this going into the year. I had no expectations for the Panthers outside of just being a bad football team. Because... Yes, I like Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young could be a really good player in this league and is worthy of the number one overall pick. But you're surrounding him with a crap offensive line and you are surrounding him with no number one wide receiver or no offensive weapons that intimidate you. What else do you expect when you're going up against grown men on the defensive side of the ball? Uh, There's going to be a lot of ugliness this year. And I just hope Bryce Young doesn't get hurt. And I hope the Panthers don't ruin Bryce Young. But you look at it so far... He has nothing to work with. Absolutely nothing to work with. So this is going to be just a bad season for the Panthers. And there's a reason why we all thought it was obvious that they were going to be fourth place in the NFC South, a dreadful division this year. Micah Parsons to start the season has been a man possessed through two games. He has three sacks, four tackles for loss and one forced fumble. So just early on in this two game sample size, overreaction or proper reaction, Micah Parsons has been the best player in the NFL this season. So if you were asking me if I'm starting a team tomorrow, would Micah Parsons be my first pick? No. Definitely be top 10, but he wouldn't be my first pick because you got to go quarterback. But the way that you ask that is through two games, has he been the best player in the league? And I think that's a proper reaction. He has three sacks, four tackles for loss and a forced fumble. (laughs) He, he's been absolutely dynamite for the Dallas Cowboys. And when you look at the Cowboys, it is rare in this league for a non-quarterback to be the reason why you're winning games and why you're dominating. You know, I'm not taking anything away from Dak Prescott, but when you watch the first two games against the Giants and the Jets, it's Micah Parsons. And he's been the most dominant player on the field in both of those matchups. So, yeah, he's not the best player in the league, but through the first two games of the season, there's no doubt about it, he's been the best player in the league. The Bengals are now 0-2 for the second straight season since the playoffs expanded to seven teams in each conference back in 2020. One team that has started off 0-2 has made the playoffs. It was last year's Bengals team. Overreaction or proper reaction, the Bengals will miss the playoffs this year. That's an overreaction right now, but I am monitoring the Cincinnati Bengals because here's what scares me. It's their hubris. They're doing a lot of talking at the end of last year. They didn't back it up, going to Burrowhead. Then this year, they start off the season 0-2. They did a bunch of talking before the Cleveland game. They did a bunch of talking before the Ravens game, and they didn't back it up. They should get to 3-2 and going to Seattle. You should beat the Rams. You should beat the Tennessee Titans. You should beat the Arizona Cardinals. But you look at this team, what scares me is they may be resting on, oh, we got out of it last year from 0-2 to the AFC Championship game, so maybe they'll do it again. So I think it's an overreaction to say they'll miss the playoffs. They're too talented. But with that being said, you are monitoring them to see, is it going to be that easy to do what you did last year under similar circumstances again this season? Speaking of talent and speaking of winless, the Chargers also in that category as well. They are 0-2 and things are not looking great right now. You have Brandon Staley again testy with some reporters after Sunday's loss to the Titans. He seems to maybe feel the pressure cave on in. 
uh, ca- uh, caving in on him, I should say. We had Sean Merriman about... But you about to say Kayvon Thibodeau there for no, a second. No, no. Sorry, it's mixed my words up. Caving in like a hole. Which you don't, do not want. Definitely do not want. Sean Merriman, Chargers legend, what, two hours ago, said he could see a situation where Brandon Staley is fired before the end of the season. So I'll ask you, Zach, overreaction or proper reaction. Brandon Staley will be fired before this season ends. Yeah, I'm going to lean more overreaction here. I think he's a dead man walking that he'll be dismissed at the end of the season. I know they have a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. Um, I don't think Dean Spanos is going to make the move in season. It is where I think it will happen at the end of the season where they made their bed. They're lying it. Okay. Choked in the playoffs. You bring Staley back when you could add Sean Payton as your coach. And now, Brandon, let's see if you go sink or if you're going to be able to find a way to swim. So far, it looks like they're going to sink. They have too much talent. Um, I just don't think the Chargers are going to have the cojones, or as Ross Tucker would say, the cajones, to do it in season. They should, but I don't think they will. Of the 0-2 teams right now in the NFL, the Chicago Bears have the uh, worst point differential of any of them. They are right now through two games at minus 28. Overreaction or proper reaction? The Bears are the worst team in the NFL. It's a proper reaction, they may not like they could finish with the worst record in the league, but they've shown no life. Like, look at a team in Arizona. They stink. They don't have any talent. And they're 0-2, but they've been in control of some of those games. They've at least shown a pulse. The Bears have not displayed a pulse. And I still can't believe they ran the same play three times in a row <laughs> and thought anything was gonna work with Justin Fields backed up in his own end. And Fields is is looking like he just is never gonna get it right. In Chicago, it's not just him. Uh, that organization's a mess, but he's not even looking competent. And his vision on the field and awareness on the field is just god-awful right now. The Tennessee Titans scored a big Week 2 win over the Chargers, and over time, they now sit at 1-1, one and one, tied for first place in the AFC South with the Jaguars and also the Colts. Overreaction, though, or proper reaction, the, ti- uh, the Titans are a threat to win the AFC South. Why do you have to throw in the Colts here like you whisper it? I'm just, it's technically true. All three teams are one and one through two weeks. I would go overreaction there. I didn't like what I saw from the Jaguars offensively up against the Chiefs. Tennessee's always going to be a tough team. You know, Hickey could have his parade for the Colts being one and one beating up on the, on the Texans. We know that they're not going to be a threat to win that division. But Jacksonville just showed you on Sunday that... They'll be good enough, but when they go up against an elite team, that's when they're going to be a step or two behind. Tennessee's not an elite team. I know Tennessee's a a tough team, and they're a hard-nosed football team, Um, and you got to give them credit for taking care of the charge, but I think that's more on the Chargers than it is Tennessee. Um, I just don't believe that Tennessee's going to win more games here than Jacksonville for this year. So for now, I'll still say it's an overreaction. When Ryan Tannehill's your quarterback, I just can't trust him. The two best teams so far in the league after two weeks, the 49ers and the Cowboys. The Cowboys have throttled both New York teams by the tune of 70-10, to 10, while the 49ers smoked the Steelers week one on the road, then came back and beat the Rams in their house by seven points to go sit at 2-0. and oh. Overaction or proper reaction? The 49ers are the best team in the NFL. Did I hear you correctly? You just said the 49ers and Cowboys to you are the two best teams in the NFL? Yes. Right now, would you add a third team to that? No. We just forget about the Eagles? Well, they play like it? No. But they're 2-0. They're yeah, but what are we talking about? It's more negativity with Philly. They, do they look good against the Patriots? No. Did they look good against 
Uh, I don't even remember who they played. Minnesota? Jeez, that's scary. They didn't look bad. They were Minnesota, big. they did not look good. So uh, you, want, I, you, want, you want to include the five? It is the a giant Eagles over. Eagles are 2-0. Are oh. It's a giant overreaction that people are freaking out about the Eagles when they're 2-0. and oh. Like, give me a break. The team is just in the Super Bowl. Like, wake me up when the Cowboys actually win something um, in, in, a, in a playoff game that's actually important, not up against some 8-9 and nine football team. Like, give me a break. Uh, but to answer your question, right now the 49ers, I think, are the best team in, in the NFL. Yeah, that's that's a proper reaction. The defense is phenomenal. Brock Purdy has the, the belief of that locker room. Uh, Debo got into the end zone this past weekend. Christian McCaffrey is going to be the offensive player of the year. And... They are they are just a team that's a force, and you know I kind of hope that we see Eagles 49ers or uh, 49ers, maybe Cowboys in the divisional round again, maybe even Cowboys and Eagles in the NFC title game. But right now, through two games, the 49ers look like a force. Proper reaction. Break up the Washington Commanders, two and zero, scoring a nice comeback win over the Broncos, down 21-3 in the first half. They do win that game, 35 to three. Quarterback is looking good, especially in week number two. Sam Howell really starting to get his confidence back now and again. Helps help the uh, commander score their highest point total, 35 points, since 2020. Overreaction or proper reaction? Sam Howell is the answer for the commanders. Uh, I think it's something you're monitoring. I've been impressed by Sam Howell. We've seen a lot of other quarterbacks look worse than Sam Howell so far. But I got to see more. I like what Sam Howell's doing. But I'm not ready to say that he's definitely the answer. He could be, but he's not definitely the answer. So I'll go overreaction right now. The Patriots are 0-2 for the first time since 2001. Their offense has been up and down, looking good sometimes, looking bad sometimes. So I'll ask you, overreaction or proper reaction? Mac Jones isn't the answer for New England. Isn't the answer for what? Like to win a forward. Super Bowl? Yeah, the team, the team, franchise quarterback. You need a franchise quarterback. Is he the answer for that question? So the way that I'll answer this is that what you said is a proper reaction. Mac Jones isn't the answer. I think Mac Jones could be a good quarterback. I would love to see Mac Jones with Tyree Kill and, and Jalen Waddell. Would love to see that. But I think the bigger problem here for New England is Bill Belichick, who I love, has done a horrible job the last two seasons in sabotaging Mac Jones. Last year, with the jackassery, with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, Call and plays made zero sense. And then this year, you did a half fix where you bring in an actual offensive mind and Billy O'Brien, great thumbs up, phenomenal move, obvious move. But you didn't get him a number one wide receiver. Jackson Smith and Jigba gets drafted by the Seahawks. Quinton Johnson gets drafted by the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Addison gets drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. Where were the Patriots? You know, Zay Flowers gets drafted by the Ravens. Go draft the wide receiver in the first round. I know Bill's track record isn't great, with drafting wide receivers, but geez Louise, you got to go get some talent around him. Hey, they could have got DeAndre Hopkins. Nope, didn't get the deal done. So you look around the league, and you see when young quarterbacks take off. Josh Allen when he got Stephon Diggs. Two when he got Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Uh, the Eagles with Jalen Hurts when you got Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Who do the Patriots have? Kendrick Bourne, Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, what are we doing here? So Belichick's more of the issue than Mac because he hasn't put Mac in a position to succeed, in my opinion. And finally, right now, the quarterback with the highest, or I guess really the lowest, MVP odds through two weeks. Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa sitting right now in most sports books at plus 500. So yeah, he's got the best odds. Overreaction or proper reaction? Tua 
Will win. MVP. So I picked the Dolphins when the AFC East before the start of the season. Um, I think they're still going to win the AFC East. I've been impressed with the Dolphins. But to win the MVP when a player always gets injured right now, I got to see him get healthy through the season. So I will go overreaction. And I know that Tyree Kill didn't have a monster game, but I do believe that more people, when you praise the Dolphins offense, will praise Tyree Kill before they praise Tua Tungavailoa. I'm not taking anything away from Tua. Tua is great. He's been sensational the first two games of the season. But I'm not ready to say that Tua Tungavailoa is going to win the MVP after two weeks. All righty, Zach Kelp Show, CBS Sports Radio. We'll come on back with the closing bell. And also DJ Uyunglele, the quarterback at Oregon State, will join us coming up at 9.40 p.m. Eastern, 6.40 p.m. Pacific. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to The Zach Gelb Show. All righty, this is The Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. DJ Uyunglele is going to join us coming up. In 20 minutes from now, but first up, we'll move up the closing bell. We'll do so right here. Another day is in the books, and we're taking stock of the sports world. It's time to find out who's up and who's down. Let's end the day right and hit the closing bell. Only on the Zach Gelb Show. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. I'm going to give co-defensive players of the week here. So, TJ Watt had an incredible performance last night. He had a sack, two tackles for loss, and the game-winning touchdown in Pittsburgh's 26-22 win over the Browns. The second quarter sack made Watt the Steelers' all-time leader with 81 and a half through seven years. I'm also going to shout out Alex Highsmith, who just got a monster contract this offseason with the Steelers. Going to join us coming up on Friday. He in the game had seven tackles. He had a sack. Also in the game had an interception and a touchdown. And he forced the fumble that led to the TJ Watt touchdown. 
So Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt, have yourself an evening. Give them both a stock up. We played this audio earlier. We'll play it again. Here is Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, saying the Colorado State defensive back Henry Blackburn doesn't deserve to receive death threats for his hit on star Travis Hunter. Henry Blackburn is a good player who played a phenomenal game. He made a tremendous uh, hit on Travis on the sideline. You could call it dirty. You could call it he was just playing the game of football. But whatever it was, it does not constitute that he should be receiving death threats. That That's... This is still a young man trying to make it in life, a guy that's trying to live his dream and hopefully graduate with honors or degree, uh, committed to excellence and go to the NFL. He does not deserve a death threat over a game. At the end of the day, this is a game. Someone must win, someone must lose. Everybody continues their life the next day. Very unfortunate. I'm saddened if there's any of our fans that's on the other side of those threats. I would hope and pray not, but that kid was just playing the best of his ability and he made a mistake. So I forgive him, see you, um, our team forgive him. Um, Travis is, he's forgiven him. Let's move on. But that kid does not deserve that. I love the answer from Coach Prime and he's 100% right. You are the biggest moron on the planet if you're sending a college kid death threats because you think he put a dirty hit on Travis Hunter. Like, don't get me wrong. The hit was dirty. I'm not excusing the hit. But to take it to the step where you're going to send someone death threats is just disgusting. And Hickey brought up a great point as well. You know, it's not the first time we've seen it outside of college football. Like, look at the NFL you had people sending racist messages to Alexander Madison after the Vikings game up against the Eagles on Thursday night. I get it. It's sports. We're all passionate. We all want to see our team win. But if you're going after people and sending them death threats or racist messages, you know, it's one thing to say a player sucks or a player needs to be better or a player did something dirty. That's okay. When you take it to a level where you're threatening to kill someone, or you're going to send them racist messages. There's just no place for that. And uh, I thought Coach Prime did a wonderful job. It's not his player, Henry Blackburn, so he doesn't have to talk about it and, and say that you should stop. But he did the right thing, and we all know how valuable Coach Prime's voice is right now in college football. So hopefully that this starts to put an end to all the backlash that Henry Blackburn is receiving. Give a stock up to Coach Prime. How about the NFC South outside of teams named the Carolina Panthers? Saints, 2-0. Bucks, 2-0. Atlanta Falcons, 2-0. Give the NFC South teams outside of the Carolina Panthers a stock up. Now the stock down. The Carolina Panthers. They're going to get Bryce Young killed. The offensive line stinks. You have no number one wide receiver. This is, this is, it's going to be a long season for Bryce Young. And Hickey, I don't know about you. I don't usually advocate for this. But you wonder if at some point this year, maybe Carolina says, maybe we we hold Bryce Young off the field. Let him get a different angle, even though it's not him and it's not his fault. But if we maintain it at this rate, I wonder if he's going to make it through the season. I, I hate to say that. I know that sounds like a loser mentality. And I do think it's important to make sure that he gets the reps in. But you just wonder when is too much um, of the beating that he's going to take. Uh, um, on the football field going to come back to really bite the Panthers moving forward.
You know me, big Bryce Young supporter. I'll say this through two games. It's on him. Oh, Read the well. field better. Hold on to the ball too long. I'm not, it's not all on him. He's not the reason. But I'm okay. saying, I think I would play him still because part of the reason why he's getting hit a lot is he's not seeing the field. Missing open receivers, not disguising or recognizing coverages. He looks lost. He does. Don't get me wrong. He has not played great with what he could control. But when you have no offensive line, you have no run game. And Miles Sanders is overrated. He got paid because of how great that offensive line was in front of him last year in Philadelphia. And your wide receivers are Jonathan Mingo, DJ Chark, and Adam Thielen in the year of 2023. Yeah, I would... I would be scared to throw the football, too, is, is kind of what I'm saying. So I'm giving a stock down to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, let's hear Brian Ferentz. He's the offensive coordinator of the Iowa football team. Iowa football fans can't stand him. His father is the longtime head coach at Iowa. There's a clause in his contract this year that if Iowa doesn't average over 25 points per game at the end of the season, that he's going to be out as the offensive coordinator now, just total points for the team this year so far. Against Utah State, they put up 24. Against Iowa State, they put up 20. And that's a factor the defense scored or not. And then Western Michigan, there was 41 total points in the game. So after Western Michigan, this is what Brian Ferentz said to the media. You all have had fun with this 25-point obsession, and I get it. I do. But if I'm not mistaken, we just dropped 41 on Saturday. So maybe it's time to grab a hold of your little step ladders and go ahead and climb out of my ass for a while. So here's the thing, Hickey, when, when you hear that from Brian Ferentz, does that annoy you? Just wondering. I'm annoyed that I may have gotten played. You did. What do you mean? This is fake. That's not actual audio? Nope. So Hickey played this for me today? That's not real? It's a deep fake. Yes. A lot of people got faked out with it, so sorry. You is guys that are... AI? Yep. It's AI. <laughs> Man didn't say it. I was about to say... You can't be this stupid He's after not. one game. He's not. It's a deep fake. Sorry, Hickey. You got played like a lot of people did. Gotcha. But I looked this up today, and I saw it. It's a deep fake. It's all over the place. A lot of people wow. caught into it yesterday and today. It's not real. It's AI. It's the problem with AI. People are going to fall for stuff because it looks fake. Good. Sounds Sounds real. It's not. Wow. So I knew something was going on because I'm, I'm listening to it and I hear Marco saying something to Hickey. And I'm like, what the heck are they talking about? And I go to Hickey to get his reaction on it because I know he was fired up about it. I was hoping that you were Hickey setting it like up. And a lost puppy dog. I was hoping you were setting it up and saying that this was going around, but it's not real. Oh, but you I know could what? That's a great point. Once you were setting it up and yeah. I realized that the punchline wasn't coming, I wanted to make sure Hickey knew. Man. Well, you know what, Marco? How did you know I wasn't doing that? Shame on the people that created AI. They're duping sports fans left and right. AI, mm-hmm. stock down. And I'm not talking about Allen Iverson. <laughs> I wish people could see Hickey's face right now. <laughs> Hickey looks Dude, it's shocked. Dude, all right. We all get, we all well, get screwed. I'm, I'm looking at this. Yeah, so, it like, looks great. Everything, so, like, the... Yes, that's AI. Yep. It's meant to deceive people you. People want, like, why do people want more of this? The gotcha moment. AI's going to kill us all. I hope everyone knows <laughs> that. So, have your laughs and making it whoever made, fun, uh, made this. We're all gonna die. I mean, one day we, we've all done this, right? Skynet's real. You know, Terminator. This is this is the beginning. We're heading down that road. That's that's how you Sorry, dude. <laughs> that's not even funny though. Like, that's just, that's it is like, because now it's this reaction. You gotta I guess you got us. That's so stupid. Because you know what's funny? I would love to know who I, made that I would fight him right now. <laughs> I, I am upset. I saw that video and I go, is this the dumbest guy on the planet? Yeah. Like after one game? 
look, and this is unfortunate, but this yeah. is now what we have to do with everything. Once we see it, when you look at it and you go, <laughs> would you really do this? Now you got to look further and really actually question it. Would this really happen? Would somebody be this dumb? Yeah. In this situation, there are many situations where the answer is yes. In this one, the answer is no. Wow. He's not this dumb. How about that? So you know what? I'm giving a stock down to Hot Take Hickey and a stock down to myself as well for trusting Hot Take Hickey to give me the good audio there. See, here's the thing with Hickey. He knows he's been got here, but he can't, like, process that that was actually not real. I'm telling you, folks, Hickey right now is, like, scrolling as fast as he could be on that cell phone of his, seeing if this was well, actually not of course, now look at the real. quote tweet to this original tweet of, like, oh, how many people were faked? The second yeah. one is, oh, shout out. This is great. No, this is not great. <laughs> there, there's no props here for making this. I, I just Googled Brian Ferentz, and the first article is, fake yep. AI video of Brian Ferentz got everybody. So, we got God. Anyway, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> He played Browns fans, too. They thought they got a great quarterback. The first two games this year, he's been horrible. Deshaun Watson. Now you don't have Nick Chubb. Horrible injury. I'm expecting you to be great the rest of the season. Nope, not me. Maybe they AI uh, Deshaun Watson. They can recreate him from the Texans for like four years ago. You could actually have a great quarterback. Stock down. Deshaun Watson. And then uh, finally, NFL running backs. like Saquon Barkley doesn't get paid, then gets hurt. Owners are going to say, oh, we shouldn't pay him. Then Nick Chubb, they did pay him. He gets hurt. Now people are going to say, see, this is why we shouldn't pay running backs. NFL running backs can't win. Give them a stock down. All righty. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll take a break. When we come on back, DJ Uyungle from the Oregon State football team, we think will join us unless if it's AI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to The Zach Gelb Show. This is Howie. And this is Nick from the Factory Factory Boys. Boys. And you're listening to the Zach Gelp Show on CBS Sports Radio. And guess what? Zach is back. All right. 
live. He's nationwide on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Zach Gelb Show. Oh, my God, we're back again. All righty, we continue. This is Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. What a monster weekend for college football. We're getting set to preview all the matchups. And coming up on Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific is a matchup of two Pac-12 teams inside the top 25, both 3-0. and And that is Oregon State going to Pullman to do battle with Washington State. And now joining us is the quarterback of the Oregon State Beavers. And that, of course, is DJ Uyunglele. DJ, it's Zach Gelb here in New York City. Appreciate the time. How are you? Man, I'm doing good, brother, man. Appreciate you having me on the show, man. Well, thanks so much for joining us. So, new team, new start for you after coming over from Clemson. You get off to a 3-0 and start. Just what do you take away from the last three weeks? Yeah, no, I feel like we started off good. I feel like our offense, we've been clicking really good. I feel like our defense has done an unbelievable job uh, giving us the ball back. Uh, I feel like we're doing a good spot right now, 3-0. and Definitely got work to do. I feel like we got more, more stuff in the tank we can get better at, but that's, that's every team, man. So, we're excited coming in to be able to play against Washington State. A great team, great defense, great offense. Should be an exciting game, man. I'm excited for it. It looks like it's been a seamless transition so far. I know you got to earn the trust of your teammates. They got to trust you uh, as well. It goes both ways. Just how comfortable are you so far in this new setting, even though you said there's still work to do? Yeah, no, man. I'm, ex- I'm comfortable. I'm excited, man. I feel like we have a great team around me. I got great receivers, great offensive lines, great tight ends, great running backs, and I have a really good coaching staff behind me. I feel like we do a really good job all gelling and working together. So I'm real comfortable right now, man. I feel like I'm in a good spot. Definitely want to continue to keep getting better. I feel like the stuff I can get better at. So each and every week, man, I just want to continue to keep getting better each and every week. How would you describe this offseason? You know, going to a new school, uh, trying to redefine yourself as a quarterback. What would you describe what this offseason was like for you? Uh, for me, man, it was exciting. And it was fun, man. Uh, again, come here to a new offense, a new system, new place. Uh, getting to be here in a new city. Uh, it was exciting, man. It's fun for me, man. You know, first start, got to learn a new offense, got to learn a lot uh, from the coaches here. And it's been exciting, man, the whole process. It's, just, it's been great, man. Oregon State's a wonderful place to be here, man. Excited and happy to be a Beaver. And I love, I love Port House, man. It's a dope spot. What has impressed you the most or, or maybe surprised you a little bit about Oregon State? Um, shoot. Um, I would probably say, it's how chill it is, man. The coaching staff is real cool, chill coaching staff. Some of them are how I kind of am. Uh, I mean, the guys here, man, they let, they let us play. Uh, they do a really good job explaining the offense, going over the P's and Q's and making sure we're all on the right same page. And they just let us go out there and just play and have fun, man. So it's a, it's a great offense to play in. It's a great coaching staff to be around, man, a great group of guys to be around, man. I love the teammates here, man. Uh, Blue-collar mentality here, I mean, that's probably my favorite part. Talking to DJ Ungalay right now. So there's always a gamble. There's always an unknown when you get into the transfer portal and go to a new school. What made you think that Oregon State was going to be a good fit for you? Yeah, no, like you said, man, it was definitely an unknown. But, yeah, I feel like Coach Smith is a great head coach, um, a great guy, great coach. And I was real comfortable with him talking on the phone. Uh, before and talking to him on the phone, I felt like this is one of the places I wanted to be at. It's my top spot I wanted to be at, Oregon State. Love what they did on offense. Love the guys returning. Yeah, I feel like we had a good coaching staff. So it's been everything I've hoped for and more, man. It's been, it's been a smooth, great transition being here. You take a look at Coach Smith. Clearly it's his school. He's the head coach, but he also played quarterback there. Uh, when you look Sorry. back at, at your relationship so far, uh, how would you describe it with what you've been able to really learn from one another the last few months? Uh, for me, man, he's, just, he's a good guy, man. Super cool dude. Uh, hella chill, man. He lets, us, lets the quarterbacks go out there and play, make our own decisions. 
good tweakers here and there, man, but he doesn't overcoach. He just gives us some words here and there, man, but he's a smart coach, man. Yeah, when he needs a coach, he steps in and tells us what we need to do. But he's a good guy, man. I just I appreciate him for man for being super chill and being an open coach and just being super super open with the quarterbacks and especially me, man. He's a dope guy, man. I'm happy to play for him. Yeah, I saw something that you said, DJ Ungalay, over the summer to Bruce Feldman that you didn't think Clemson played to your strengths and that you were looking to go somewhere that plays to your strengths. I'm just wondering, how does Oregon State play to the strengths of one DJ Ungalay? Oh, man, I feel like I think it starts with the coaching staff, man. They do a really good job, man. Coach Linger does an unbelievable job uh, explaining the offense, explaining the game plan and game planning really well. I feel like he does a really good job explaining, getting my thoughts and needs, what I want, and uh, game planning for the whole offense. I think he does a really good job game planning around our skill positions, our running backs, our receivers, and just uh, helping the offense be able to play the best of our abilities, man. So it's been really good, super fun to play for him. What kind of QB do you still think you could be? Man, I think uh, for me, man, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. I think sky's the limit still. Uh, for me, man, I'm trying to see where I, I don't know where I could be at. But for me, man, I'm just trying to put my head down and just trying to get better each and every day, man. Uh, God willing, who knows what he has for my career and my future. But I just want to be able to trust in him each and every step of the way, man. Just put my head down and work for him. You were supposed to be a star at Clemson. We all remember the Notre Dame game. Obviously, for both parties, it didn't go the way that you guys envisioned it. Uh, what did you learn from being at Clemson that maybe makes you a better quarterback today? Yeah, no, man. I feel like at Clemson, man, it was a true blessing and an honor to be able to be a Clemson Tiger, a uh, place I graduated from, a place I love. Uh, a lot of those teammates, man, still keep in contact with. Uh, for me, man, it was a great it was it was a great spot, and I loved it there. Loved loved Coach Sweeney and all the coaches. Uh, it was just a good place for me, man. I made a lot of friends, learned a lot of stuff. Uh, Time didn't, I guess things didn't go out with what I planned for or what I hoped for, but you now I'm at a great spot here at Oregon State. I'm able to be playing with some great teammates, great coaches, and just want to be able to keep getting better each and every game here. People are going to doubt you. That's just part of the game. What do you say to people that are writing off DJ Ungalale as a college football player and a quarterback? I mean, I ain't got too much to say to them. Um, for me, man, I can't control what people say about me. I only control my actions and how I play. So, I mean, for me, man, I don't really listen to what people say too much. I'm not really focused on what other people's opinions they have on me, man. I'm just trying to focus on myself and the people in this facility, man. That's all you can do. That's all you can do in life, man. You can't really just dwell on what other people have to say. I mean, a lot of people are going to say what they want to say, and that's, that's totally fine, man. That's their opinion, but you got to be able to know yourself and know what you're worth, man, and just continue to keep getting better each and every day. Yeah, I'm just wondering, was a story like Jalen Hurts uh, inspirational to you, someone that was at Alabama and then had to go to Oklahoma and then wrote a new story for him as a Heisman Trophy finals? Do you look at stories like that for inspiration? No, man, I think uh, definitely, man. I think Jalen Hurts' story and his testimony to who he is as a person and his, where he's been at in his career, man. You look at him now, man, he's unbelievable. He's a starter. Uh, he's, uh, the Eagles just played in the Super Bowl last year, man, and from where he was in college to now, man, you can just see the type of growth. He's been as a person and as a player, man. So hopefully one day I can be able to be damn near close to that as well. Yeah, who are some of the quarterbacks that you kind of look up to that are in the pros right now? Uh, I feel like, man, honestly, all of them, I mean, they're in the pros for a reason. Uh, to be able to watch those guys and see that. But a couple guys, man, I look up to. And see, uh, for me, I like Aaron Rodgers a lot. I mean, I'm tough that he just, man, just hurt himself this year. I was super excited to see him play with the Jets. Uh, Patrick Holmes, Josh Allen. Like all three of those guys do a really good job, man. I, I mean, you can name I can name countless numbers of quarterbacks in the NFL. Do a great job, like Kirk Cousins. Big fan of Brock Purdy, man. What he's doing with the Niners. Uh, I probably say those guys right now, man. I love what they're doing. Yeah. What What do you like so much about Brock Purdy? Just wondering. 
love the offense he plays in, man. Love the Niners' offense. I feel like similar to what we do here. And, man, he's a gamer, man. I feel like he's done an unbelievable job in there, just embracing the system, going out there making smart decisions and making making some hell of some plays out there, man. So it's been good to see him do that. I'm excited for him in the future. You've played in a lot of tough environments. Pullman is crazy. Uh, that's where you're going yep. this weekend to go up against Washington State. How do you kind of prepare for an environment like that? Oh, uh, man, honestly, man, you got to be able to know your game plan, action, uh, game plan uh, through and through. Be able to make sure you're on your P's and Q's going into the stadium. Obviously, you know it's going to be allowed. It's going to be a rowdy environment, but I'm excited, man. Playing in those places, man, that's what you wish for as a kid. You'll be able to play in cool places like Pullman at Washington State, man, so I'm excited to be able to play there, man. It's going to be a great atmosphere. And, man, both of your offenses are really humming. This should be a high-scoring game. Yes, sir, man. Hopefully, man. Hopefully. We'll see, man. Uh, hopefully going to the game, man. It'll be an exciting game, man. they got a great quarterback on their side and a great offense, so it should be a great game to watch, man. Wrap, wrap it up with DJ Ungalay, the quarterback at Oregon State. The Beavers 3-0, and ranked 14th in the country, going to Pullman this weekend to do battle up against an undefeated Washington State team who's ranked 21st. Uh, you look at the Pac-12, uh, holy smokes. I know it's the, the final year of it as we as we know it, but these quarterbacks are, are really something. Who, who's jumped out to you so far in, in the Pac-12 maybe after you get home from your games and you check up on the conference? Yeah, no, I feel like, man, overall, man, I think top to bottom, man, there's some really good quarterbacks in the Pac-12. I was about to say, I mean, from, from all 12 teams, there's really good quarterback. Every quarter, every team has a really good quarterback. I think Cam uh, Warden at Washington State, I think he's done an unbelievable job. Like Michael Penix, done an unbelievable job. Kid Williams, uh, Shadira Sanders, man. I mean, it's, I'm excited for Colorado, man. I'm excited to see what they're doing over there. Coach Dion's done a great job turning that place around, man. Being three and zero, man, and they're an exciting team to watch, man. All the people on the sideline, that place looks crazy. So I feel like there's been a lot of quarterbacks. I can name a lot of people. Delora, I feel like he's done a good job. I feel like Dante Moore has done a pretty good job being a freshman at UCLA. I mean, I think it's quarterbacks all around the Pac-12 that have done an unbelievable job. I'm just naming a few. What type of team do you think you have this year at Oregon State? Uh, I think we have a good team, man, but only time will tell, man. You know, I think going into conference play, we're about, to, we're about to find out who we are as a team. We're about to define who we are as a team, so it's going to be exciting, man, to see how this team how we're going through, the, going through the future. Well, I've enjoyed the time today. Really do appreciate it. I'll let you get back to preparing for Washington State. Thanks so much for doing this, and we'll talk again soon. Man, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.